All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of a new show. It's a new show. Why? Did I tell you that? New? New. What? It's like, well, it's like a remaster of an old show, but the old show was about anime and not games. So this is a 001 Radio Games Club. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our, our our show where we we play games and then we talk about them in the podcast but it's not part of the main co- podcast because we're talking spoilers and we generally want to keep those out of the main podcast everyone so, caught up okay good <laughs> yeah everyone caught up you understand this is about the last of us if you couldn't read the title um <laughs> Mm-hmm. part one not two we are basically going to be treating part two as if it does not exist for this and we will do a separate episode on it in a week to two weeks all right that's squared off great we can actually get started so <laughs> now is your, your chance if you haven't played the last of us i think both of us can wholeheartedly recommend the game yes you can get last of us remastered on ps4 it's developed by naughty dog who wants to do uncharted Really fantastic game, and you should absolutely play it because we're gonna be spoiling the entire game. <laughs> we're spoiling it rotten here, and yeah. it's one of those games where, like, oh, I don't really care about spoil. No, 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 you will care. It hits harder. <laughs> it it be, hits a lot harder if you will don't be, know. Uh, kind of ruined in a way if you if you haven't played it before. Yeah. Seriously. All right. So this is your warning. Uh, you have five seconds to get out. Five, four, Go on. three. Go on. Two, get out of here one all right just, they're gone so we now we can talk about how everyone that everyone in the main game loves dies great okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna briefly talk about the gameplay before we go into story because the gameplay is pretty easy to talk about it's a third person shooter with stealth elements and, and crafting. crafting and survival that's and, pretty much it it's and 10 years I, old. And I like it a lot. Uh, and to be clear, we've both replayed this game pretty much at the same time, actually. Yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago before uh, 2 came out. I mean, that's actually so, a good place to start. So for me, I played the game the first time one or two years ago, and it didn't click with me. So I stopped playing about a third of the way through it. And then recently, uh, Wyatt started a playthrough, and I was like, well... I should at least watch a playthrough so I can, because I, I want to play too. So I watched a playthrough, and then that sparked me to then go play the game myself, and I'm enjoying it a lot more the second time around. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I played it. I played when the remaster came out because I I never and still don't own a PS3, so I never got to play it originally. But I played the remaster, which is most definitely the, the best way to play it uh, because it runs at 60 frames per second. Literally, there, there's some like you know nice texture upgrades and stuff but if they had just changed the frame rate it's still i would still just play that version instead um it's it is one of my favorite games ever uh i i I love it to death um and that includes gameplay which is a great transition yeah Uh, into the gameplay (laughs) yep that's what we talk about in the show's gameplay butter (laughs) (laughs) Also, just so everyone knows, you may have noticed this game, this time we didn't do the news game. That's because this is a different show, and so we have a different game for later in the show. Yes, that thing we spent already five minutes talking about, yeah, that that's still happening. Yep. Um, just so people know, if you, if you watch us just for the news games, don't worry, I've got you covered. Uh, but uh, yeah, so back to the gameplay. Right. Uh, okay. Um, my thoughts I, on it, so Wyatt's already said he he, he really likes it. Uh, I'm a little less really like it. I'm more like, I, I find it good for what the game is doing, but it's not like my favorite style of stealth gameplay. Um, especially because like, I play a lot of Metal Gear games and games that are stealth focused like Dishonored. And this is very different. It's not going for the same gameplay loop. So it doesn't have and the that's, same elements. Yeah, I think that's a good distinction between you and me because you play a lot of stealth games and I don't. And what part of the reason I like Last of Us so much is that it's perfectly tuned for the type of gameplay style that I love, which is start by stealthing and then you eventually get caught because you're bad at stealth games and then all hell breaks loose. That's how it's tuned. And so for me, because that's my preferred play style, it's perfect. 
Like, yeah, that's I've, I've had to like learn to play that game, play the game that way. Whereas my mm-hmm. approach in normal uh, stealth games is to go and like take everyone out one by one. Now it's more of a go through, maybe even just avoid the enemies if I don't have to kill them, and then just get them them all dealt with as soon as something tries to attack me. So it's a little bit of a different experience. It's fun in its own right, though. And and going into that, like playing through it a second time with that mindset, you had a better time once you kind of oh, knew much that. better time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I also think uh, the animations are great, even for a game that's ten years old at this point. I think. Oh yeah, like I was shocked going through a second playthrough. I was like, "All right, they may look like a, a tiny bit stiff compared to what we see now, but I mean, it's really natural." Yeah, it's looking. seamless. I, I would say, um, like you yeah. can totally. I think you could totally watch a movie of The Last of Us cutscenes and like some gameplay elements and not feel out of place. I think even just oh, graphically overall. Yeah. I still think it holds up. The remaster is great as well. The remaster does a lot yeah. of work on the lighting and everything, and it looks really, really fantastic. Yeah. Especially because the, the visual design is great. And again, that 60 frame per second upgrade cannot Makes a be... a huge difference. ...cannot be understated, because I went back and... They actually they have a 30 FPS lock as an option for the remaster. I was like, all right, let's see what that's like. And I was like, no, uh, no, no. Yeah, I, I think it's it. mostly for the 4K option, because the 4K option uh, can definitely run your console pretty hard. Um, but yeah, so gameplay is pretty simple overall. It's a lot of standard survival stealth. Uh, crafting mm-hmm. is cool because you have like this, you find these materials, you have a limited carrying capacity for them. So you essentially have like a, a very small base of things to work off of. And some of your items will require the same crafting components. So like I can make a Molotov cocktail or I could make a medicine kit. It's a really streamlined, focused uh, crafting system that doesn't get too complicated, but it has just the right amount of complexity with different items using the same type of resources. And I thought it was like really well done for being like a very streamlined crafting system. Like it's not overly complicated. It makes sense. And there's some tough decisions you have to make between like, oh, do I make another health kit or do I make another Molotov? Do I make shivs or do I upgrade my melee weapon? Like there's just the right amount of like decision making yeah. in it. I think it was really well designed. I think if you're a fan of like other survival uh, crafting games, especially if they're like zombie games like State of Decay or Days Gone, you'll be right at home. And the other thing I think they do well here and much better in 2, which is what we'll get into, they did a really good job of making a linear game still feel like a survival game. Yeah, because especially because survival... the level designers at Naughty Dog are excellent. Yes. the uh, and, and All the it's... gameplay scenarios are great. Yeah, and it's very, it's a very different, well, it's, it's, I would say it's a very different type of level design from Uncharted, because Uncharted is very, very linear and cinematic, which is fine for that, but for a game like this, even though it's linear, it still allows you to do a lot of exploration, not just to find other materials and ammo and stuff, but it also does a good job of environmental storytelling with all these different, like, absolutely uh with with all these different like notes that are written by people and then you can visually see it later and then some notes reference people that then write notes in the future and stuff like that so there's like not too much but it's just the right amount of like of like space to allow you to explore and find things yeah i'd compare it to like a a dishonored light or dishonored has these big open levels it's kind of like that but a little bit more focused because you have to hit story beats as you go along but you have a lot of options for how you're going to approach different situations. And we should also mention, like, you absolutely can play this game the way of other stealth games and, like, try to take everyone out individually. It's just pretty hard. Because there isn't quite as many stealth mechanics. Yeah. You you don't get the abilities to help you stay hidden that you do in a lot of other games. I think the second... Okay, we're not going to talk about this. No, no, no. no. We're we're avoiding the second's (laughs) gameplay because we'll we'll do an entire section on the second's gameplay. We're we're going to... We're going to get there. Um, but I think the biggest issue that people have with gameplay is shooting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I used to have an issue with it. I don't think I have that issue anymore. Yeah. It felt a I, lot more I, natural this time around than it did the first time. People say it feels dated. The, the way I would describe it is that it's not snappy. Like, if you play something yeah. like Call of Duty or battlefield that's very like instant reaction like instant gratification super snappy combat whereas here it's way more like uh natural feeling and it's like intentionally clunky if that makes sense it's very weighty like yeah. every every action you you do has a sense of weight to it 
and the sound design plays so much into that like these guns yeah. just sound and like especially something that stood out to me immediately just the sound of melee combat like it, it's so brutal and it's, it's very tense as well because like if you're in a gunfight yeah. and you only have three bullets left you better make them count <laughs> yeah that's the other thing is that part of the reason i like combat so much like even if you're not a fan of the shooting it's it's so tense because they it feels like they they tweak they tweak it just to give you enough ammo to get through an encounter but you're you're constantly worried that you don't have enough ammo for something yeah you constantly you know? feel like you don't have enough ammo in reality you probably do but and, and that's, the game does that, a great job of tricking you into thinking you don't and that's the thing is that is that a game can give you the illusion of something even if it's not happening in reality, but you have to tune it just right. Yeah, and that's absolutely. one thing that Naughty Dog does so well is that they make you think you're in really grave danger, even if you're not. They do such a good job of convincing you that you are. That I don't see it as a problem. It's like because you have a lot in a lot of Uncharted games, there's you're like swinging from place to place, or you're on a bal you're balancing on something. You're not in actual danger, but they do a good such a good job of simulating it, especially for a first playthrough, that it doesn't bother me. And they do that really well here in terms of like ammo and loot. They just tune it in such a good way where you're like, I feel like I'm out of resources, but you have just enough. And they yeah. do such a good job. I do want to say there is the interesting thing I found is that last of us is very much a type of game where different things will challenge you depending on who you are so mm -hmm. for me like the first encounter with uh the clickers which is the zombie one of the zombie types in this game essentially was super easy like i didn't have any trouble with it and the third encounter was super easy but for some reason the second time i encountered the clickers i had so many issues <laughs> In that one gameplay segment, and I so don't when know when you're why. in like the subway, it's, it's kind of like underground. It's right before that one. It's a uh, you you find them in a collapsed building and have to get past a very specific set of enemies, because I was trying to approach the top, but the at the end of this section you have to do a thing which makes noise, and clickers are mm -hmm. attracted to noise, so I didn't know you had to take out the clicker first. Yeah, or else it would come for you. So yeah. I spent a lot of time trying to do this. I didn't know clickers could survive headshots. So one time I tried headshotting yeah. it, didn't work. Um, second time yep. I tried sneaking up on it, but then another thing saw me from behind and yelled, so I got jumped. Uh, third mm -hmm. time I killed everything else, and then the clicker was not where I left it, and I turned around and it killed me instantly. <laughs> that That's one thing in, in both games that I really like, is that the AI, when you're trying to sneak around or trying to figure out where they're trying to attack you from, can often be really unpredictable. Yeah. at times and and it can make like combat encounters or, or stealth encounters play completely differently from one another because they don't it seems like they have a set path but i don't really think they do they usually I think do but i think it can definitely vary um and, and that's and that's the yeah. thing is that they do for a little bit but they change up their tactics just enough to like keep you on your toes and, and i think it's also wait for like different amounts of times at different points on their patrol paths Mm -hmm. So, like, something I was running into is that the, the two zombies I had to get past in one section were, uh, like, rotating around each other, and occasionally they would both be in the same spot and wait there, so I had a time to get through the other side, mm -hmm. whereas sometimes they would both just, like, keep walking and always be opposite each other, which was a, a cool segment. Mm hmm so I, I think overall for gameplay, there's not a ton else to talk about. The gameplay is pretty there, simple. There is one thing, an unsung hero yeah of the last of us and that's the ui specifically the uh inventory ui with the d-pad yeah is one of the best designed like in-game inventory management like user interfaces i've ever played you it have is, to use it in the heat of the moment like and it's perfect it's perfect time. for that and it's perfect for that because it, it's tuned to it's really easy to to select what weapons you want in what spots or select what tools you want and it's really easy to do that, but it takes just enough time where it keeps the tension up and you have yeah. to run away to give yourself some time. It's so perfectly designed there. And it's that's like one of my favorite parts of the game. And I feel like it it's not something that's given enough attention, in my opinion. Yeah, it's I also so I really well like the normal combat UI as well. You have like, like all of your information is situated very nicely in one corner of the screen, so you don't have to be looking all over the place, which is yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, it's very readable too. So, yeah, gameplay overall, um, definitely not, I think, the highlight of The Last of Us, but it, it fits the game very well. 
I I personally love it probably more than than most people who play it, but yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I think, think the, the one thing I do want to mention is the difficulty levels scale pretty heavily, so make sure you're prepared <laughs> if you go in too high. Yeah, high difficulties uh, do not fuck around. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> they will destroy you. They they do not care. You have to be a lot more careful than you do on like normal or easy. Um, and man, you have to make every shot count. Yep. Like every single shot. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to get talk about the highlight of the game, and I think... We should start off with the beginning, you know, as as most games do. So oh boy. <laughs> we have we we start off playing as Sarah, poor Sarah, like a cute little little daughter of Joel. And you know it's coming. It's a it's it's you an know adorable it's coming. Little it's a zombie game. It's a zombie game. You know it's coming, but it it gets you every. You recognize time. that this is not the girl on the cover art, and guess what? You're right. She gets. You know, not zombified. She gets shot, which is by, one of my favorite. This is one of my favorite moments in the first game, is that yep. the way Joel's daughter dies is not because of the situation. It's because one soldier got a lucky shot on her stomach and she bleeds out. And that's like, I, I don't know. I find that such an emotionally relatable situation of like, it's just something incredibly human that happens yep and a great little visual trick is uh because the soldier that shoots sarah in the beginning uh he has a flashlight on at night so it's really hard to see him and kind of make out his uh what he looks like and the fireflies that you fight at the very end look exactly the same yeah which that's i think really cool. is such such a great and there, there is another bit of cinematography in the uh this death scene that i think is amazing and like if you haven't played the game you definitely should even this is like one of the scenes that i've played that that scene three times now and to be clear this is, is in the first like 15 minutes oh, yeah, of the game immediately this is <laughs> immediately still like it still gets me this is a very yeah. very emotionally impactful scene and my favorite part of it is that Sarah is in Joel's arms. Joel looks away towards Tommy, who's coming up for the first, for, like the first time in the scene, and looks back, and then his daughter's dead. We don't yeah. see the moment she dies on the screen, which I think is phenomenal because it's such a like Joel looked away for one second and then back, and then she's gone. Yep, I, I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah, and yeah. and they it's it's kind of shocking how they get you to care about the relationship between these two characters in like a span of 15 minutes. Like yeah, literally this is like both go through character arcs in, in this 20 minute segment. It's, it's incredible how quickly you just attach to these people. And that's because last of us, it, it's greatest uh, asset is it's writing. Yeah. And this also and is, characters. is kind of the scene that sh sets up Joel's distrust of everyone else around him in the later parts of the game. It's also the scene that introduces us to Tommy, who will we'll talk a lot more about Tommy later because he's not really that important at this point in the in the game. But yeah, so so next we we wake up twenty years later. <laughs> Good old time yeah. skips. Uh, things have have kind of reached a semi-normal state, not like normal, well, not like our normal, but like people are living their lives, however crappy they may be. Yeah, and they're pretty crappy, but. You know, people yeah. are alive, and they're not fearing that they're going to get shot by random people. They're just fearing they're going to get shot by two specific groups. So it's not, not the worst situation. Um, and Joel and Tess, who was a, mm -hmm. they're, they're like smuggling partners or something. We don't know a ton about their relationship, at least in the I, game. I, it's like they, they hint at maybe a relationship they had in the past. Yeah. Maybe. But it's not really talked about, and I kind of I I respect that decision a lot because yeah, it's not like important. It, it, it gives not it important. just makes them feel like they've known each other for a long time, yep. even though we've only known Tess for a few minutes, and we'll yep. only know her for a few minutes because she's another <laughs> character that very quickly is out of the picture. <laughs> and we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. So they're they're going on a normal normal run. They found out Robert, who is a. Uh, Who's who sold their guns off? You know they had guns; they were gonna make money off of them. But Robert went and sold them to the Fireflies, who we'll talk about later. And Tess and Joel are justifiably angry, so they go shoot him. 
there's a whole segment of you going to shoot him. It's not that important. You go shoot him. So it's more it's more of like a, yeah. that whole section is just a combat tutorial. Basically, really. uh, it's also setting up the relationship that Joel and Tess have of them being pretty buddy buddy. And, you know, they've known each other for a while. Then we get to they find out that he sold the guns to the Fireflies. We get the Fireflies leader, Marlene, show up in the scene and be like, well, I have your guns. You got to do a job for me if you want them back. So they meet Ellie. Ellie is fantastic. Uh, yeah, best character in the game. Maybe maybe not best character in the game, but very very high up there. She is the cover girl. Um, of, of one the of, one of the best, cover. one of my favorite characters in any game. Yeah, I, I think the real star is like Joel and Ellie have a fantastic relationship for the entire game. Which yep. is, it just, it's so charming to watch on screen. Um, especially because like it's, Ellie's kind of a surrogate daughter to Joel, mm-hmm. and 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 it's never yeah. sappy. Like it's it's never just this like schmaltzy kind of insincere feeling crap. It feels so like real, and it's yeah. written so real, which is great. Yeah, her her character is fantastic. We'll talk more about her towards the end, I think. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so they, they've met Marlene. Marlene is is hurt pretty badly, and. Uh, Ellie's special. We don't know why yet, but Joel and uh, Tess need to take her to some more fireflies in order to get their guns back, essentially. And they do this because Marlene's injured, can't go. So they, she sends them off to do this. Ellie's a little reticent, pretty clearly. Like, she doesn't seem super happy about this because she doesn't know who these people are. But she goes along, and we skip forward a bit past a, a daring escape through some, some ruins, essentially. Uh, they're caught by the military who have a way to scan to see if people are infected. And they scan Joel and Tess, who are fine. And then they scan Ellie, and Ellie immediately grabs a knife and stabs the dude. And then Tess and Joel shoot the other, shoot them, and essentially resolve the situation. And then we learn Ellie's infected. Or is she? Or is she? She's very special. And that she's immune. At least appearances wise at this point we don't know for certain until later but right now she was bitten three weeks ago and normally it'll it'll only take a day or two to turn into the the version of zombies in this game so we set up that ellie is like a super important character and needs to be transported for some chance of finding a cure and this goes on for a while we uh we travel with ellie until they reach the capitol building which is where they're supposed to meet the fireflies who i believe aren't there Nope, they're yeah. never there until the very end. <laughs> yeah, they weren't there, so <laughs> which Tess, we'll get into. Yeah, Tess and Joel were uh, not too happy about this, and Tess reveals that in the last segment of gameplay, which is getting through some infested infested areas, she got bit and is going to turn. And there's also military heading there to basically kill them. So Tess goes out in a blaze of glory. It's very emotional. Yada yada, we move, we move on. She's not in the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's one important part that I I do want to yeah. bring up with Tess though. So because Tess is bitten and she knows she's going to die, she suddenly feels like their entire role in getting Ellie to the Fireflies is that much more important. Yeah. Because the the reality of we could find a cure is now kind of forced upon her in a way. And what's interesting is that the reason Joel is still going off with Ellie to do this is not because he wants to or because he's really that good of a human being it's because he was guilt tripped yeah he was absolutely guilt tripped (laughs) which is really interesting because Tess is like look like do it for me I think it's also a situation of once Tess is gone Joel doesn't have anything to return to in -hmm. that place like he he has nothing keeping him there so at this point why not just continue Mm mm-hmm because but, like the but, only the only yeah. person he has any relationship to right now is Ellie, which is not much. At yeah, this not much. Like they've just met point. each other, so they start off on their grand adventure, which takes a while. Like this this entire game is not in a short span of time. It takes months. Uh, I think up to like a full year. Well, yeah, it's a year. It starts in summer yeah. and it ends in um, the spring. So it's a long journey. Uh, the next important bit is them going to Bill, right? I'm not missing any orders here. Uh, I think yeah, so. I don't think so. 
th there's a few minor things that happen in between there and here, but Bill is the next like important bit, and Bill and uh, Joel used to know each other. Bill's gonna get them a car to get out. He's also like the crazy trap dude. <laughs> it's he's a, it's insane. A fun personality, and I, I does he's, he die? <laughs> Bill? No, he doesn't. Yeah, I was I was gonna say he doesn't die. I mean, so, they fuck a lot of his shit up, but like <laughs> they do. But he's he he's die. not one of the characters that gets an on screen death. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd very much compare him to Father Grigori in Half Life. If people have played that. He's that kind of character, which is quite fun. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's it. he traps. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. In fact, he traps a zombie infested town. So, <laughs> same deal. Oh, and the, oh, the, the uh, yeah. what's it called? Ravenloft. Ra Ravenholm. Ravenloft. Okay, yeah. I have played that. Never mind. Yeah, great signal to that game. <laughs> similar similar situation here. Uh, we move on pretty quickly to them crashing the car. Some stuff happening, and eventually they meet Sam and Henry. Well, they crash the car because they get like well, they, yeah, get they get ambushed, ambushed. But car and crashes. It's important. So, so this this will be uh, an important point to bring up for when we do talk about Last of Us Two, is that Joel knew they were going to get ambushed, and they still got ambushed. But yeah, he could that tell is a, a right very important point. And he also implies that he's been on both sides of those ambushes. Mm-hmm. Which so is, he knows I think, a really work. cool character moment where he's been like, "Yeah, I've been on, I've been both." He's of these not people. a good. He's not a good person, and it's it's. He's not implied to be very much a survivor, and I think it's the implication is that his daughter dying kind of broke his faith in humanity because she was killed by a guy with a gun, not by the zombies. Yeah. So he's seeing pretty much anyone else as a threat and not as an ally or someone else looking to survive, but as a threat to him and the people he cares about, which at this point is kind of ellie but not really because they still don't know each other well it, it's important to note how they don't beat you over the head with joel isn't exactly a great person they hint at it and there's yeah. some actions that he does especially later on that kind of hint at that but they do a really good job of implying it and not explicitly showing it which is just enough and they also let you draw your own conclusions i think they're encouraging you to think of that it, it's not necessarily that joel's a good or bad person it's that good and bad don't necessarily apply the same way anymore well, it's almost like he's Especially a good person. Situation. He's a good person forced to do a lot of bad things, which is what. Yeah, who who also kind of has no interest in not having to do those things. Like he's not actively right. looking to stop. Um, he's kind of just accepted his situation and run with it. Right. Which I, I think is super interesting when you compare. We'll meet Tommy later, and he is very much the opposite mm -hmm. of a person in a similar situation who has somehow managed to do much better. Almost what joel who joel could have been if things were different maybe yeah. if sarah hadn't died that's kind of who tommy is in a way yeah um but yeah so we meet sam and henry who are two great little boys i love them very much uh <laughs> at least yep. while they're still alive <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh sam and henry this is a classic like zombie story if you've seen other zombie media you know the story and how it's going to pan out. You meet two other survivors who are... It's kind of a, an echoing of Joel and Ellie's situation. Of Sam is the younger brother. Henry's the older brother. And they're just trying to take care of each other. Mm -hmm. And find somewhere safe. And Sam and Henry have just had like their entire group wiped out. So I think their characters are just really cool. Because they're these survivors that are kind of echoing the main characters of the game. In a unique mm -hmm. way. Although echoing them much later in their relationship, because obviously yeah. they're, they're brothers, they know each other really well, they've bonded already. But I think it's kind of showing where Joel and Ellie are going to end up. Eventually. Yeah. Well, they they do and they don't get there. But I mean, yeah, to a point at the end of the game, they're sort of like this. So right. Sam and Henry, the ill-fated brothers. Uh, <laughs> Sam, we have, we have this wonderful scene of Sam in a toy store that's been abandoned and he finds a little robot that he likes. And then his brother is like, we can't do that. We can only take things that'll help us survive. And then Sam's like disappointed. He does the, the kid thing of like throwing it on the ground. And then Ellie decides to pick it up and, and like stash it for him later, which I because think is such a great moment for her. Yeah. They go through a bunch of gameplay segments. Again, there's nothing, the gameplay here, I think, the big thing to note with The Last of Us is the stuff you're doing in the first half an hour will be the stuff you're doing in the last half of an hour. It doesn't get super I mean, different. They 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 do enough to change up the formula so it doesn't get stale. Yeah, but the, the changes are usually in the level design or the enemies you're against, not in your tools. So 
yeah. you'll you'll be pretty used to how the gameplay. Well, you get new point. you get new weapons and new unlocks as you go along. Yeah, but, but there's not going to be like any drastic changes. So no. it's all it's all still survival. It's the same general stuff, which is why we're not spending a ton of time talking about it because it's pretty similar. Um, the level designs do get progressively better, and some of the later stuff is absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. um, which is good to point out. But because I think that stuff is stuff that's better to be shown in a visual format rather than an audio format. So I'd absolutely encourage people. Uh, <laughs> Joseph Anderson has a, a great like four hour long video about the Uncharted series and The Last of Us. Oh, boy. And it's, their level design a, uh, yeah. is a big part of it. And I think it, that's a great video to look to if you want to see examples of that stuff. So, yeah, we'll mention their environment artists, level designers are amazing. Um, yeah. They do great work. Whatever, whatever they're being paid, they're not being paid enough. <laughs> yeah, double it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Sam, Sam and Henry at this point, um, we go through some gameplay. There's some more infested segments, which is important later. Uh, we get to a building they're hiding out in overnight, and Sam and Ellie are talking after uh, Joel and Henry have kind of had a, a heated conversation. So we learn that Sam has been bitten. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> And Very well put, right? It, it's great because I love this scene because Sam doesn't tell anyone, but he knows how bad it is. Like, he's well aware of what's going to happen. And I think he's just, like, hoping maybe it won't because he's a kid. Like, he's he doesn't want to face the reality of what he's what's the situation he's been put in. And Ellie kind of suspects that something's wrong, but she doesn't know. So she, she gives him the robot. He doesn't look happy about it. And they kind of leave off on a on this bittersweet note of her being like trying to make a friend and him not being super happy about it which we then learn is because he got bit and is thinking about that and uh, there's also an element of you know he he really wants to prove to his older brother that he knows what he's doing and he knows how to survive and having him being bitten obviously doesn't you know show that so i think there's a large amount of like embarrassment there yeah And the thing is, like, being bit in The Last of Us is a death sentence. Almost, You're screwed. Yeah, it, entirely. I mean, it's I, don't not even an almost bring up, I don't even think they bring up the concept of, like, cutting off a limb. No, they, they don't. Just like, they, they say, like, it's instant, essentially. Yeah. You're infected. Yeah. Because, like, that's a, that's, a really, that's a really common thing in other zombie games. Like, oh, if you can amputate the, the limb or whatever, then it's fine. But here it's like, nah, you're screwed. Doesn't matter. You're, you're screwed. Yeah. And it's also like you can get the infection by inhaling spores in certain areas yeah. as well. It's not just from bites, which is yeah. a, another interesting take on it. So we cut to the morning, and Ellie is woken up by Sam in zombie form uh, going for her throat. So we get this great scene of Joel, Henry, and Ellie kind of fighting off Sam, and then Henry shoots Sam. Then there's this yep. this wonderfully tense moment of Henry like pointing the gun at Joel and being like, "You killed him," because Joel is essentially the one who got them in the situation that led to him being bit, even though it probably was not avoidable. Like it wasn't a situation of Joel's fault. It's just if you're you just had to shoot your little brother to save someone, of course you're mad. Yep. And Henry does not see a way out and turns the gun and shoots himself in the head, which yep. I think this is this kind of sets the tone for what The Last of Us is sort of about, of, of these, like, stories that happen in this situation just being excellently told. And, like, it's not that unique of a story. Like, if you've watched The Walking Dead or stuff, you've seen stuff like this before. But it's so well done. That's that's the, the, the secret of Last of Us, is that it doesn't do anything unique in the realm of, like, video games or video game storytelling. But what it does, it does just... So like, I, I'll I would all like near perfectly. Just yeah, I the, I absolutely think it is, it it is if not perfect as close to perfect as you could have gotten when the game came out. Because um, there's there's a big yeah. there's this game is a great example of there's such a big difference between story and storytelling, because you can have a a so like a so so or even mediocre story, but if you have great storytelling, it elevates that whatever material you're Absolutely. working with. It's so also much. characters. Like the dynamic of Joel and Ellie is so unique that I think anyone like the story isn't that unique, but the dynamic of these characters is incredibly unique for a game. 
Mm-hmm. And you also you play as both of them at different points in the story, which I think is a great tool to get you into their mindsets mm-hmm. as they're going about their their stuff. And you have like these little contrivances and environmental puzzles where like Ellie can't swim, so Joel has to do a thing. But they also use those moments to break up the pacing with some great like conversations between the characters, and those are like your reward for getting through combat sections, which I think is great. And it, it does like, it, it does a, a great job of of showing how they they need to work together and how they're connecting not just through the story but through the gameplay like having you know joel having to boost ellie up on a ledge or something like that it it may seem very boring and it's this canned animation but it does a great job of like connecting the player and joel to ellie through gameplay and they they play with that uh, they they play they play with that in this really awesome subtle way uh near in the last at the beginning of the last chapter which we'll talk about but it's, yeah. there's this great little moment that kind of plays around with that a little bit. All right, so our, our next like important segment, um, we are definitely, we're skipping over a lot of small details, but we expect you to have played the game if you're here. So you probably don't need us to explain those. Um, we get to the point of Tommy and Joel reuniting, which mm-hmm. is, uh, we learn the closer we get to Tommy that Joel and Tommy maybe didn't leave off on the best foot. And like Joel was not, did not think Tommy's mission of doing this like peaceful, uh, sort of area would would work, and, and Tommy was super convinced it would. And it's also implied that Joel was willing to cross some lines that that Tommy yeah. didn't want to either. Joel was definitely willing to be like the bad cop to a place that probably didn't need one, right? Which I think is a, a great bit of characterization it's not shown but it's implied and it's given just enough time for it to matter and make sense but it's not overly indulged at all yeah perfect and we also have this interesting bit of like when uh joel and ellie meet tommy and maria his wife um joel is trying to pass ellie on to them essentially and kind of give up what he was doing and this is where their relationship becomes super important because we learn that Ellie does not want that. You have to she she runs off, you have to go find her. It's a whole thing for this entire area and then she's like you're just going to leave me like everyone else has because like, and it, it's the the best scene in the entire game. Because we had like Marlene was essentially her her mother figure who we don't know if she's alive or dead at this point and Ellie is probably very worried about her. She and mentioned her friend Riley as we well. Have Riley as well, who is a, a super important character um, in Ellie's past, her best friend, and she got bit and died uh, at the same time Ellie got bit and didn't die. So we had had have all this wonderful inter character dynamics going on, and Joel and Ellie finally realize that that yeah, this is their journey. It's something that Joel and Ellie both need to see through to the end. And I think Joel, like, Tommy and, and Maria aren't super on board with taking over for him. <laughs> By the end of this, they are, and are like, yeah, we'll take over, we'll get her to the Fireflies. And then Joel's like, no, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. Um, he does, like, a complete 180, and so do they, uh, which is great. So we kind of move on from that segment to the the final leg, really, of the side journeys, where... There's some some combat stuff. The next like major event is that Joel gets really injured. Well, we should mention one important thing. Um, the 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 beginning of this segment uh, there is where Ellie was supposed to be dropped off originally, which is yeah. at some college in Colorado, I think. Yeah, and that's right. um, it's, it was, it's supposed to be yeah, and it's supposed to be a like a, a Firefly Science facility where they're going to manufacture the cure and everything, or develop the cure at least. Uh, but it's completely overrun, just completely infested with uh, zombies. And... Yeah, nobody's there. Everyone's left. There, yeah. there are signs that they didn't all die, but it's looking pretty bleak at this point. Yep. But then they decide they've heard like rumors that there are fireflies in this other area, so they're heading there. So next, we we get Joel uh, gets severely injured. He falls and, like, on rebar. Severely injured. He gets <laughs> like, impaled by rebar. Screw yeah. <laughs> and is is out for it looks to be like at least a couple weeks, probably a month. As Ellie is kind of like taking care of him and transporting through him through these areas. 
And there's, there's like this entire wonderful scene when he gets injured of him like lifting himself off of the rebar and then managing to like hold himself together until he can get out onto their horse, which is a, it's a great scene. And you like see him struggling to even do stuff like open doors at the end. It's fantastic. He, he tries to vault over something and he just completely falls over. Yeah. Like collapses on the floor. It's there's, there's a great scene where he's trying to hide around a corner and every time you kind of peer around the guy, you know, shoots at you and you have to wait for Ellie to like flank him. And oh, it's yeah. great. And it's also like Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker, the voice actors for Ellie and Joel, do amazing jobs in oh, all these scenes. Yep. Like you, you can hear that Ellie is terrified of what's going on. Like she's trying to hold herself together to make sure Joel can like get out, but she's super worried that he won't. This, this and then this Joel entire, is just like trying to come off as strong enough. This entire story and these characters would not have worked if they didn't get a more perfect cast. Like that's yeah. one thing I can say. Like. I'm fully confident in saying it's perfect. Like the cast, they could not have gotten better voice actors. They're, they're absolutely, they, they do such a good job. All right. So we, we changed seasons. We're in winter now, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Ellie is transporting Joel. He's in a, a bad state. He's not dead, but he's essentially bedridden and can't move at all. And so, they also, they, they frame it to make it to seem like if you've never played it before, you don't know if Joel's dead or not. Yeah, so the first, like, few minutes of this new segment, they don't show Joel. They just show Ellie, like, moving through environments and basically finding things to use. And then you eventually realize you're, you're doing all this to get materials to keep Joel alive. Mm-hmm. And then you find uh, a few other survivors that are caught out when a bunch of infected are running around. And you kind of have a bit of a moment with them. It's it's foreshadowing some stuff that happens later. And then Ellie essentially manages to trade a deer for some antibiotics to use for Joel. Mm. But she's super distrusting of these people, rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they do get antibiotics and help Joel. He is still in a bad state when we leave him off at this point. And then Ellie goes off, does some stuff, and gets captured by a murder cult. Well, they, uh, they're, they're a group of people that have resorted to cannibalism. Yep. And also, the person who captured her is a raging pedophile. Yes. Yeah. Again, not explicitly shown, but hinted at. Just, Very like, hinted <laughs> There's just enough to make you go, like... Because the first time I played it yeah. and like they hinted at, it, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like it was, it it was so subtle. But if you pick up on it, it, it your your stomach just drops. You also you see the oh, moment shit. Ellie realizes what's going on on her face too, and it's fantastic. Like yeah. she, she she calls what's going on is like, "Oh nope," um, it's great. So basically, what happens in that segment is that David, who is the the villain of this bit, the guy she had met and survived the infected with earlier is treating her surprisingly well for someone that has like killed a bunch of his troops and done a bunch of bad stuff to his guys. Um, because he's a, yeah, because he's a pedophile. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's bad. Uh, and he's also like the end boss of this segment where Ellie and him have this, it's one of the, it's a really cool boss fight Mm -hmm. where you have to like run around and stab him in the back and stuff. And it should be noted that, uh, as much as I love naughty dog, their boss fights are, terrible <laughs> yeah there, there's a lot of bad boss fights in, <laughs> but this is but, but this is one of the ones that i think is easier they did a great job at this one. yeah it's hard to do boss fights when your characters are very human and would like go down to a, a single gunshot um but they manage it pretty well here so yeah we ellie manages to like defend herself in this horrific situation and then we wake up after ellie has been like knocked out and so has david they've both been like knocked out and we don't know if either of them has survived. We wake up as Joel after he has like been put back together by Ellie and is starting to feel better due to the antibiotics. And he's like Although, searching for uh, her. He he's a little too active for how yeah like da- for how uh, uh, damaged he was. He he definitely he goes from near comatose to standing up pretty quickly <laughs> i think a lot of that is due to the fact that the animations it probably would have been a, a bit too much to do animations of like semi unathletic joel which so they make they an to, attempt they, they, you yeah, know they make an attempt but it, he's not nearly as bad as he should be 
Yeah. But at the same time, people probably wouldn't like playing that. So we get a, a cool segment of Joel finding her and then being alive. Yeah, that, that's pretty much that segment. I think it's it's really, really cool. It shows a lot of the unique ways of which people are surviving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we can put it that way. And I think it also it, it hints at Ellie's character in two in some ways. Kind I of, uh, which we'll talk more about in the in the two video. Mm-hmm. So basically after that, we were hitting the final segment of the game. We, we get them traveling all the way to, uh, to this hospital. I don't remember where it is. It's an important hospital. It's in... Um... Ah, God, I don't remember anymore. Yeah, it, it's the, the city... <laughs> we've been through a lot of cities at this point, but it is it is like the hospital where the Fireflies are supposed to be staying. Mm-hmm. So, and at this point, we should talk a little bit about the Fireflies, I think. they're They're essentially like a Freedom Fighters type group. Mm-hmm. As as they're portrayed by people in them, throughout the game, um, we we learn if you pay attention to environments, you can kind of learn a lot about what the fireflies are doing, and like how they how they go about things. You you learn a lot of stuff that's like they're they're a pretty morally gray group. They're not perfect, but they're generally seen as trying to do the right thing, but in a more militant way than like Tommy's group is. Which I think is probably the best way to describe them. Um, they're they're a pretty complicated group, and I think if you play the game, you you pretty much know this. So they're setting up to try and find a cure, right? There's a big setup. We don't necessarily know if it'll succeed, but like they're trying to find a cure. We also have a lot of moments of like over the course of the game, seeing that they're kind of incompetent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because there, there are several, there are several places where you're supposed to meet up with fireflies, where they just, you know, like uh, for for instance, when they went to that college, the yeah. reason that the reason that that entire place went to crap is because they were testing a cure on, was it uh, monkeys, and so they had a bunch of infected monkeys, and because I guess the doctor guy felt bad, he decided to let them out, and the monkeys bit him. Yeah, just it's the just... stupidest, idiotic it's doctor. Dumb stuff. Ever so dumb um and yeah we also they've done some stuff that's not great there's some dialogue from side characters at the very first part of the game where you can hear that fireflies lined up a group of military prisoners and executed them <laughs> which is wild um yeah they're they're not the worst group they're not the best and then we get this great uh, as as Joel and Ellie are traveling to meet them we get a great giraffe scene it's one of my I mean, favorite scenes you, you can talk about the giraffe scene just I don't even think I don't even think I want to go into it just because there's so much to say there. But yeah, it's it's one of you know I would probably second best. Yeah. In terms of like the scenes that stick out to me that are my personal. I think the reason it's so important is that Ellie is. It's easy to forget that Ellie's 14, and this is 20 years after the infection started. So she's grown up not seeing any any like animals outside of just like dogs and cats. And like your run of the mill rodents and stuff, and she like isn't exposed to the same stuff that we are. So Joel sees them and, and knows what they are, whereas Ellie's just like stunned by these animals, and it's wonderful. Like it's a great scene of her seeing this side of the world for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's not a ton else to say about it, but it's a great scene. Yeah, we we get some really fun segments where you're you're trying to transport through the subways in like a flooded area. Joel almost drowns and then right well Joel doesn't almost drown Ellie almost drowns and then right in time the fireflies come to the rescue except instead of the rescue it's they knock both of our characters out with Mm. guns to their heads so not starting off on the best foot here fireflies (laughs) (laughs) well it's all it almost kind of um parallels the scene uh in the very beginning where Sarah dies yeah Where, where you see this person and Joel's like hoping that they're going to help he's like come on she's drowning she needs i need to give her cpr or she's going to die and, and it's like, even it's even like framed in a similar like yeah. uh, cinematography wise it's very it's framed but it's, it's a dark environment even though it's daytime the environment is dark because they're they're like under an overpass and the soldier is like walking down with a flashlight on it's great mm-hmm. um and yeah he comes in and knocks them out doesn't shoot them <laughs> but knocks them out 
they do manage to clearly save Ellie at some point in there. And then Joel wakes up. We don't know where Ellie is. And we see Marlene from the start of the game. She's back. And she's talking to Joel. And we learn that Ellie is being prepped for surgery. Because the only way for them to get the cure is to remove the brain of the person that's immune. Guess what, Joel? <laughs> it's Rambo time. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so <laughs> the, the ending, this is like the finale of the game, essentially. Um, Joel gets basically a John Wick sequence. And an, and an automatic weapon. Uh, yeah. The only automatic weapon in the entire game to boot. <laughs> and to be fair, like this, this sounds pretty bad for Joel, but the guy that's transporting Joel is Marlene tells him to just take Joel outside the compound, and if he tries anything funny, shoot him. The guy kind of says he's just going to shoot Joel anyway. Fireflies <laughs> are assholes, is what yeah, we're getting. <laughs> these guys are not not good people, which is wild because they're the and only also, ones working for a cure. Yeah, and and also think about it this way: the first time you encounter the fireflies is Marlene, who's like almost dead yeah. <laughs> which, which is just a perfect like uh indicator of how well the fireflies are actually doing their leader is like almost dead yeah they're they're having a rough go of it and they're also not the not the best uh joel doesn't take too kindly to this and you know shoots the dude and starts shoots shoots, shoots, shoots a bunch dudes. of dudes <laughs> the segment's really really cool the lighting is fantastic uh oh, it's great to play yeah. through and they get to, you eventually get to where Ellie's being prepped, and you walk in to a near defenseless surgeon waving just a, a scalpel around. He's like, I can't let you take her. We're, she's the last chance for a cure. And this is the moment where Joel got a shotgun, guy's got to die. So, shoot him. Just... <laughs> you, shoot the, you shoot the guy. There is no way to avoid killing this man because he's not going to let you get. Ellie um, so you gotta shoot this dude and save Ellie so you, you run away at, at this point um, you're pretty much done you're, you're finding a way out uh, the soldiers are after you but they're kind of avoiding shooting you presumably because you're holding Ellie and they don't want to accidentally kill their chance for a cure so you're trying to escape you go through this segment of you can't fire anything because you're protecting her Joel is like talking to her as she's sleeping it's great and you get out into the basement area where the only person left is Marlene. And I think it's important to reiterate here. Marlene is, is like a mother figure to Ellie. Mm -hmm. She's like the only figure of authority she's known. So we get this moment of Marlene's like, I can't let you go. And then Joel pulls a gun on her and like shoots her in the stomach, essentially like non-lethal shooting. She falls down and then she's just like, let me go at that point and Joel's like I can't because you'll come after her which he's probably right <laughs> right um so Marlene is also crossed off the list and Joel <laughs> and Ellie live happily ever after um, <laughs> and, by, <laughs> and by happily ever after I mean uh <laughs> we get this great scene this is like the final scene that I think most people <laughs> Most people love The Last of Us for this scene. It's it's one of the best, like, morally ambiguous endings in anything. So Ellie wakes up in a hospital gown, confused as to why she's in a hospital gown, and Joel is, like, coming up with some some bullshit story to tell her. There are other <laughs> kids who are immune. Yeah. And it's, like, turns out there's, like, a dozen immune kids, but cure's not working. They've stopped looking. Yeah. He tells Ellie that, and then Ellie starts to suspect things. Uh, the final scene is Ellie and Joel in the wilderness. Ellie looks up at him and is like, Joel, I need you to swear to me that what you told me about the fireflies is true. And then this is the moment. This is the best moment in this game. Joel looks at her and goes, I swear. And then it just ends. Fades to black. It's such a fantastic ending. Uh -huh. Um I think it, there's a lot to be said for why morally ambiguous endings are interesting. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's not that this ending is that unique, right? Like we've had this kind of story before, but it's so well executed. The relationship is so important to the player because they've played as both Joel and Ellie. And like, I think most players agree with Joel 
even though they've made like what is the selfish bad decision most people i think playing the game agree with joel's choice which is well, super interesting it it's it's interesting because you y- you clearly see that the fireflies are absolutely incompetent dumbasses throughout this entire yeah. story like every time you come across anything firefly related before getting to the hospital is just them met just fucking up in some way yeah. and so you know and a lot of these details you don't know about unless you read a lot of you go out of your way to read things yeah and which i think um, is also something to be said for that is that the the more time you put into the game almost the more investment you will have in this ending yeah because you you know more about how the fireflies operate and and it changes the ending yeah it kind of changes how you think about it and like yeah I think the way that Ellie sees this, um, or or like would see it if she knew, is that the the way this is being done is even if the Fireflies were incompetent, they're the only chance. Like there's not like a there aren't a bunch of doctors around <laughs> still yeah. alive, ready to make cures. the The world is in a bad state, and even though the fireflies are not a great option, they're kind of the last option. And Joel has kind of just removed that option completely. Which I think is, is where a lot of people will be mad at Joel. Is like, he he took a choice. But something else to mention here is that Joel, when he's talking to Marlene in the hospital, asks to see Ellie first. He doesn't immediately go to shoot everyone. <laughs> he's like, can I talk to her? And Marlene says no. And it's important. Another important note here is that Marlene has not talked to her either. Neither one of them has said anything to Ellie because Ellie's just been out since um, she almost drowned. So Ellie did not have any choice in this matter, which I think is where the the most like damning evidence for the Fireflies comes from is that they were not willing to give the the girl a choice. Mm-hmm. Because from what we've seen of Ellie at that point, she probably would have been okay with it. But we don't know that. We don't know that, and she doesn't get the choice to say that. Yeah. Which is, is where a lot of this, the, the like magic of this ending comes from, I think. So it, it is a fantastic end to a really great game. I think most people that have played the game will agree it's a masterpiece. Um, even if the gameplay is not great, it's still like for me, I'd put this at like a solid 9.5 to 10. I, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And the important note here, the game is 10 years old. Like, it's not a new game. So I think a lot of people that play the remastered version and kind of rag on the gameplay are are comparing it to modern things. Hold on, it's not 10 years old. I think it is. No, it came out in 2013. Okay, yeah. Well, it's seven years old. Um, So it's it's dated. And, like, the reality of game development cycles is you start the game a long time before it comes out. (laughs) Yeah. So by the time anything comes out, you're playing gameplay that is older than the title coming out so yeah it's 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 it plays like a older game it doesn't play badly though like it's very polished there's very few bugs mm-hmm. there's some weird moments like sometimes your your companion characters will just walk in front of a zombie and they won't react but that's like kind of a contrivance to just make sure you know that like your party members are not going to get you killed accidentally and and also they probably didn't want to have a situation where you had to be saving them every two seconds. Absolutely, yeah. Which there are parts where they're getting grappled and you have to save them, but it's so infrequent that it doesn't. And it also only happens once things have already gone to shit. Yeah, like it's not going to happen if you're still in stealth. It'll only happen if for some reason you're not in stealth anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's super interesting. There's tons going on here. Uh, there is a DLC we'll briefly talk about called Left Behind, which kind of is a flashback to Riley and Ellie and which like their great. time together. This also sets up um, Ellie being gay, which is a she she has this great moment in it with Riley where when they they're both bitten and sitting against the thing, Riley's like, We're gonna lose our minds together as like the romantic <laughs> ending. And then that's sort of Ellie's catalyst for being like, Yeah, it, it's not I don't like being the survivor because that means that essentially Riley was like betrayed in her last moments. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really interesting. Um, and it, it's, it's this great like translation of the gameplay in a way, because yeah. you go from, you go from violently shooting people and zombies to 
using squirt guns with your friends or throwing bricks at cars. You know, it's this great like transition from horrific violence to kids being kids. Yep. And it's it's fan it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's a great segment. Um it, it's not necessary to enjoying the game at all because like this is a story that the, Ellie will briefly mention Riley in the main story a few times, but it's more like a this is something that happened in my past and not really a this is like a major thing. So the DLC is like it's it's great, it's interesting, it's included if you have the remastered version, so play it. Now it's time for us to talk about the real best part of Last of Us, which is of course it's multiplayer. <laughs> there is a factions multiplayer system which, which was actually really good i've heard people fair. like it a lot it's not my jam just because like i don't know I, really I never got that intense. into it i don't know I, I i didn't i i didn't play a ton of it to to be fair but from what i did play it was surprisingly slow paced and really really tense and it wasn't just everyone runs around like headless chickens and shoots yeah. each other. No, it's legitimately really tense and it it translated into multiplayer far far better than I thought it was going to. I will also mention the multiplayer the one major downside I have is there's a bunch of microtransactions. <laughs> Which, yeah. you know, we can I mean, not everything can be perfect about a game. So But but also who cares exactly like this because it doesn't affect the main story at all <laughs> it's because it's multiplayer you know it's, it's just like, it's a weird situation yeah it's so to this day you know there's no multiplayer in two but it's like oh yeah naughty dog does like multiplayer for their games i keep forgetting that yeah like uncharted 4 had multiplayer which i actually thought was kind of fun <laughs> you know it just yeah and I, i've heard it's i think it's called factions the multiplayer in the game and it's yeah I've heard it's pretty fun. I, the servers are still up, so if you want to play it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck finding a game. You might be able to right now with the hype around two releasing. I think a lot of people will be playing one. So a lot of people not playing. No, 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 not not going there. Yeah, we're not talking. No spoilers for two here. Don't worry, you're safe. Um, <laughs> but if you want to play two, get on that because we're going to be doing spoilers for it soon. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um. That's gonna yeah. be. I feel like that, I feel like that's gonna get a little heated. It's gonna be. It's to gonna be, be wild. Uh, <laughs> I think anyone that has seen two stuff is it's controversial to some degree. Uh, um, we're not gonna get into any of the reasons why or anything. <laughs> Although I will say we've both beaten two at this point. I think we can definitely say it's worth playing. Uh. Uh. Yes. So if if I, you have I interest like in playing it, definitely pick it up and play it before the the next episode of this, which should be in about like two weeks. So. Just Buckle the fuck up is all I'm going to say. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> all right, Wyatt, we've, yeah. we've done our Last of Us talk, and we have. I thought it would be a great end note for this the first episode of Double OM Radio Games Club to do a nice game, you know? A nice little game. So this is a name that game based on the zombie's fame. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I've got, I got four games you're here. You're really proud of that name, aren't you? You're, you're, you're very proud of it. I can, I can tell. I got four games here, um, and four zombies. You got to match the zombie to the game. Okay. Well, I'm not going to tell you. You have to guess the game because I'm not going to just give it to you. So, okay. we're going to start with an easy one, Wyatt. I think you, you'll probably be able to get this one pretty quickly. It's a uh, okay. the clickers. <laughs> Obviously, that's Days Gone. Obviously. <laughs> Obvious. No, no. That is uh that that is the Last of Us. Yes, it is The Last of Us. All right. Now we've got The Witch. The Witch. That is uh, Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. It is the Left 4 Dead series. The Witch is uh, a terrifying enemy that screams a lot. Yeah. Still one of the scariest zombies in any multiplayer. Dude, it's because she just sits there. She just sits there unless you aggravate her. It's the crying that gets me. It's the crying, and then if you aggravate her, you're going down. You're dead. And and the little musical cue. and So perfect. Anyway. It's great. All right, then we have Swarmers. Swarm. Hmm. This is where it gets difficult because <laughs> mm. you can, you can call in for a hint on this one if you want. Yeah, I'm gonna get a, a small hint. All right, small hint. Th this is the name of a specific sub zombie of a very popular zombie game in, in current days. What? It, it's a more <laughs> recent release. 
basically. In fact, I'll also say we've mentioned it uh, more than once on this podcast. It's not Days Gone, is it? It's Days Gone. Wait, I thought they were Freakers. Freakers is the term for all the zombies in Days Gone. Swarmers oh. is, is the zombies that come out of the hives when you shoot Molotov cocktails at them. See, because that was like my first answer, but I was like, wait a minute, those are called Freakers. Anyway, okay. Yeah, this is this is not the umbrella terms, because like Last of Us has infected and it also has clickers. They're not the same thing. All right, our final one, Volatiles. Oh, oh, I know, oh, I know you played um, this game. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, man. Uh, it has a sequel coming out soon-ish. Shit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, I thought I was gonna. There's just... parkour mechanics. Man, I thought I was just gonna. Oh, yeah! okay, that was a little too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! I also a... could have gone its first person. That's also very obvious. So. Dying light. God. It is dying light. I thought I was gonna get this game in the bag. That, I, I I intentionally chose things that were very unique to the games and not just. No, that was a good names decision. for everything. Mainly because they all called on the infected. Like dumbass, you, 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 did a, you did a bang up job. Well, look, done. we've learned the zombies in every game are called the infected. <laughs> they're not called anything different. Uh, freakers, actually. They're, they're still called the infected. Freakers is just like the term that people use for them. Oh. So, okay. It's also freakers is instantly knowable as Days Gone because it's a weird name choice. But yeah, uh, this, is, <laughs> this has been the first episode of Double One Radio Games Club. I hope people enjoyed this. Uh, <laughs> This comes out whenever we want it to come out. It's not like a scheduled thing. Mm. It's also in addition to the normal stuff. So there'll be there'll still be a normal podcast episode this week, which is partially why it's a smaller cast. Yeah. As well. well, it's meant to be a smaller cast. Well, it's a smaller cast. It was meant to be shorter as well, but turns out there's a lot to talk about with The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we run our, our normal time length. Um, but yeah, it's been great. We're gonna do the the Last of Us Part Two is going to be a two parter. That is going to be pretty intense. Boy, howdy. If we had a um, lot to say about the first game. So the first episode will probably will be pretty much entirely about the review controversy and all this, the like news stuff around it. It's mm -hmm. not going to be about the game itself. The second episode will be a discussion with a, a few more people um, about the game in its entirety, which that one's probably going to be a doozy. <laughs> I, I predict that'll be a pretty long episode. We're, we're going to have be... a wide variety of opinions. That I think it's going to be I, a lot of fun. Yeah. So, Ryan and I are kind of in the same vein, but I think there's going to be some more people. We're, we're in the same vein, but I've definitely, I've held back some stuff that I, <laughs> I'm sure. readying for the, uh, the podcast episode. Um, I got to mentally prepare myself. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a wild ride. Uh, we would love for you to join us if you've played the game or watched a playthrough. Um, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we will see you guys on whenever our normal podcast episodes come out. Usually it's Sunday. We may try a different day because we've been having them air on Sunday nights. And, you know, Sunday nights, I feel like a lot of people aren't looking for a podcast. So we may move that to like a Monday or Tuesday morning. Mm -hmm. Normal podcast hours, you know. So look forward to that. Have fun, everyone. Have a good weekend. It's coming up. Play, play some zombie games. Days Gone is pretty fun. May your death be swift. Oh, God. Sorry, that's a two. Reference. I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>